hawthorn flowers. Right now, on the first day of May, hawthorn trees are erupting with bright white flowers, so it's mostly called the white thorn here. In Irish, it's skiach gael, meaning bright thorn, also after the profusion of white flowers. The burst of blossom in May is so intense that it was revered in times of old, before our lives were saturated in artificially bright things, when colour was truly a seasonal phenomenon. Hawthorne is also called the May tree, and it's central to the celebration of Bealtaine, the ancient Irish festival that marks the beginning of summer. Bealtaine is celebrated on the 1st of May, about halfway between the spring equinox and the summer solstice, and a full six months from Samhain at the end of October. Our ancient ancestors made offerings of milk and grain to the goddesses of the land. There were rituals for fertility, abundance and health. It is a traditional time for hand fasting and marriage ceremonies, another form of new beginnings. For the festival of Bealtaine, branches of whitethorn were cut and placed upright in the ground as a may bush, then dressed up with colourful ribbons and rags to invoke the blessing of fertility for the land. Branches of hawthorn laden with white blossom were put around doors and windows to welcome in the summer. On Bealtaine night, bonfires would be lit, ceremonies had and ashes from the fire saved. Probably a more recent association is that between the hawthorn and the fairy folk. Lone thorn trees growing of their own accord out in the middle of a field are thought of as places where the fairies frequent portals even to the fairy realm. Solitary hawthorn trees cannot be cut down for fear of upsetting the fairies, a widely held belief that has seen major roads rerouted and given rise to many a good story of the misadventures that have befallen those who chop down a fairy thorn. Of course, there is a much more pragmatic approach to cutting down hawthorns when they grow as part of a hedge. And here in this mechanical realm, there is no fear at all of cutting back a thorn nor grubbing it out entirely. For many hundreds of years, hawthorn has been planted along field boundaries for its barbed bulkiness. It forms an effective barrier to sheep and cattle when cut and managed in the right way. It is the prime component of our hedgerows. In a more natural setting, Hawthorn fills out the lower layers of native deciduous woodland, growing quite contentedly in the shelter of the larger canopy trees, such as oak, ash and elm. Though this is a hardy tree that can grow in exposed and scenic settings too, wind shaped by westerly gales, leeward leaning thorns are sculpted dramatically by the wind. But the trees that grow in sunshine and shelter have the greatest abundance of whitethorn flowers. It isn't only humans, goddesses and fairies who appreciate the whitethorn, but insects and birds too. It is the food plant for over 100 insect species. The leaves and flowers serve an enormous community of insect life, lots of different kinds of hoverflies, a whole variety of mining bees, honeybees and bumblebees, ants and sawflies and beetles, dozens of different species of micromoths and moths, for butterflies and others besides. And all those insects provide sustenance for the insect-eating birds. 
The midges and moths provide food for the bats. Whole webs of life are centred around this thing that we call a hawthorn tree. As well as the many insects who eat the buds and leaves, pollinators such as bumblebees and hoverflies are drawn straight to the bright white flower petals, which are after all designed especially for their sensibilities. This is a dance between provision and service, the flower providing, the fly serving, beauty being merely a byproduct of functionality. The flower's musky scent has also evolved to advertise their particular presence to passing pollinators. Each tiny flower contains anthers laced with pollen, which changes colour from pink when the flower opens first to yellowy-brown as the flower matures. As perfectly choreographed as any exchange in nature, the pollen is released from 7am until 5pm, timed to suit the bees and the flies who spend their days gathering up these coded particles, carrying not only genetic information, but amino acids which provide rich nutrition for the pollinating insects. These pollinators are necessary for the fruit to set properly. Without them, the richness of autumn's bounty would be compromised. After being pollinated, each flower develops into a rich red haw, ripening through the summer and ready to be gobbled by autumn, offering a generous feed for a plethora of birds. Starlings, robins, blackbirds, song thrush, red wings, field fairs, blue tits, chiff chaff, bullfinch, chaffinch and more. It is clear that Hawthorne represents many things to many beings. To those celebrating the festival of Bialtana today, the Skjach Gael symbolises new beginnings and hope for what is yet to come. For the fairy folk, while I'm not sure where they fit in the food web, it is reported that Hawthorne marks the places where realms merge. For hoverflies, bees, sawflies and butterflies, the blossoms represent food and the continuity of life for both the tree and the insect. The bright thorn, the skioch, the white thorn is indeed a tree of epic offerings. The wind makes music as it whistles through 